Hello everybody, this is Dr. Yvonne Kay, and the difference this week is that I have a guest, and that's me. <laughs> so I have a ton of guests lined up, but every so often I like to come on and just talk with you myself, talk about progress, things that are challenging and so on, and I find that it's remarkable when I tell people the name of this, how the hell did I get here from there everybody laughs everybody thinks it's hilarious and my guests have to answer the same thing so my lovely producer lisa graham is here and thanks to the twilight wish foundation for the sponsorship i'm very very grateful so i was listening to the original one that i made the very first one and i thought how things have changed since that time I was saying things like, take care of yourself and, you know, you really need to have time off. But I didn't listen. I just said it to you. And then a week or so ago, I felt the symptoms of burnout coming on. So let me tell you what they are. For me, it was a lot of tension in my body, not sleeping well and being overwhelmed now i've had burnout twice so i know the symptoms and so i think i caught it but this is what i did i realized that i have not had a full day off since 2017 not one there was always something calls emergencies all that kind of stuff that I deal with on a daily basis. And then I briefly talked to you about John, my wonderful man in my life who died six years ago. And I heard his voice. I know some people don't believe that, but I have to believe what I believe. I heard his voice and he said, stop. Right? That's what he said. Stop. His rich Royal Navy voice is more like, stop, Yvonne. <laughs> and you've got to take a look at what you've been doing and take care of yourself. Now, when I first met him in 1988, he took my business over. And the first thing he did was get hold of this long list. I can't tell you how long it was of volunteer work and went slash, 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 slash and left me with three. Well, for some obscure reason, I picked up my second book that I wrote the other day. I don't know why I would do what well, I do know, because you know it's messages that make me do things. I picked it up. It's called Credit Cash and Codependency. My books are all out of print, but you can get them used if you want to. And this is the way you were raised affects your decisions about money. So I told you I'm in recovery and I'm a re recovered debtor. And that's when I wrote the book and I'm reading through it and I'm thinking, oh, this is really good, blah, blah, blah. And then I get to a point where it talked about self-care. Now, remember, I wrote this. <laughs> I just didn't listen. And in this part of this book, it talked about relapse, but not in the way of spending. Not for me anyway. It was just amazing because it was talking about 
what we do in addiction. So you stop drinking, you might start smoking. You stop smoking, you might start spending, and you stop spending, so you might eat. And that's what I did. When this was showing me symptoms, and it's got to be about three or four weeks ago, I didn't want to eat at all. In that period of time, I lost 40 pounds. And then I started to eat with snacks. Not a good idea. I interviewed Dr. Michael Kay, and he will be tearing his hair out just hearing that. So, what I did was read this part in the book, and it made so much sense to me. And so, I made some decisions, and this is what they are. I decided I will no longer be a crisis worker. I've been a crisis worker since 1974 which means on call 24-7. No, not anymore. There's a lot of people much younger than me that I can train to do that, but I'm not going to do that. Then I decided I was going to take three weeks off. Unheard of. I think people went into absolute shock when I told them that. Lisa is just throwing her fists in the air <laughs> with joy. And I realized that the work I do, I love. It's not work to me. But I need to have a stronger boundary. And that meant if I wanted to put effort into my volunteer work, then I would have to select three. And you'll be hearing from all of them in the coming weeks. Because one is Gilda's Club about cancers. And the other is about veterans. And the other is about bereaved parents. And that's where my heart is. So I decided to do that right away. And I told people I'm not seeing anyone till after Labor Day. And there was kind of silence. <laughs> and then other people said, good for you. And then I heard my oldest daughter's granddaughter's voice in my head because she always says, if it doesn't bring me joy, I'm not doing it. So. <laughs> Thank you, Courtney. If it doesn't bring me joy, I'm not doing it. Now my work does bring me joy. But this is what was fantastic to me. This started yesterday. So it's only two days. And yesterday, I was in such physical pain, you wouldn't believe it. Every bone in my body ached. Every part of me ached in places where I didn't even know I had places. And I realized, sitting there thinking, you know what this is? In one word, it's called denial. I denied that I was working far too much, that I was putting out too much, not getting things back, not doing what I needed to do for me, not doing the self-caring I teach other people to do. I teach care sharers. I was a care sharer to John for 10 years. And I learned about taking care of me in that period of time. And yet, after his death, I jumped right back into that nonsense again. So the beauty is, you heard Peggy DeMeo. Peggy DeMeo came to me today and worked on all this pain I have. And it was just amazing because she touched my legs and they were so sensitive. 
and other parts of my body so incredibly painful so this is what i want to do today i want to be able to share my experience strength hope and purpose in this and first of all let me give you my website and information so that you can contact me whenever you wish so we do the website first it's www.yvonnekwisdom.com that is lowercase y-v-o-n-n-e-k-a-y-e wisdom w-i-s-d-o-m dot com if you log on to that you'll see all the blogs you'll see my writings articles and you'll see most of all how to contact me now let me assure you and i said this all the way not only me but every guest that i will have on this podcast are reachable and so am i so the phone number is there the emails there and i promise you i will get back to you in my new frame of mind it might take a day or so <laughs> a little longer but i will promise you that that's what i'll do so that's the website now you know about the podcast and let me tell you the titles of my books they were written a long time ago but actually they're still valid today the first one i wrote was called the child that never was grieving your past to grow into the future and that was the child that had a childhood that really did not recognize them at all and how to overcome that now i said this before and it is the truth and that is that everything i've gone through in my life has become a lesson i mentioned before being a child of war which is a huge effect on my life when people ask me, why do you do what you do? It's the war. The people I met in that horrific state of mind and state of world. And it was absolutely amazing for me because it happened from six to 12 years old that I remembered that and I remembered them and I remembered the horror. And when I see it happening today, I just feel powerless and sad not quiet though i'm not quiet about things so this book which i hope to republish and bring it up to date that was the first one the second one is credit cash and codependency again i told you how the way you were raised affects your decision about money and when i talk about the money dysfunction it's not just spending it's underspending it's saving it's saving in the worst way hoarding all these things so i think that it would be very powerful for you to understand what you can do about this so and this is the preface to the book credit cash and codependency when first published a critic referred to this book as psycho babble this is the normal response from people who have never encountered this affliction. It is unconnected to the economic situation, unemployment, the banking idiosyncrasies. It is a condition called 
the money disorder. And over the past years, I presented at many varied meetings and without exception, someone has come up to me afterwards and said, I know you were talking about your own life, but you told my story. The money dysfunction is not for people who just overspend. I've had patients who have been financial advisors, bankers, people who work with money all the time, except their own. And the other part of it, of course, is the fact of low self-esteem that makes us do this. Hoarding is huge. Let me tell you a story of one of my patients. She came to see me one day and she said, my husband is a hoarder. I can't get in the front door. There are newspapers and magazines piled high. And whenever I ask him why, he says, well, I might want that article at some time. I said to her, and this is the very beginning, well before I wrote this book, oh, it really can't be that bad, can it? She came back the following week with a big photograph, and it was that bad. So after a little while, he agreed to see me, and I went to the house and climbed over the piles of newspapers. And a long story short, after a few weeks, I said to him, you know, you have a choice. It's either getting rid of this hoarding or your marriage. Need I tell you what he chose? He chose the hoarding, bought the house next door, broke down the wall, and continued to hoard. Isn't that sad? This is where the low self-esteem comes in when it comes to hoarding. People think that if they have things, they're safe. Because things can't talk to you. Things can't talk about what's going on in your life and maybe you could deal with this, feel better, whatever. No. So here we are. That's my second book. The third one is a daily affirmations book. It's called 366 Encouragements to Prosperity, Keys to the Treasure Within. So maybe I'll read today's, the 17th of August. Now, remember, these books were written in the 1990s, so they've been around a while. Okay, so today, August 17th, is called The Greatest Wealth. Not to be avaricious is money. Not to be fond of buying is a revenue. But to be content with our own is the greatest and most certain wealth of all. And that was from Cicero, who was born January the 3rd, God knows when. The word wealth is diversified. The truly self-actualized person has wealth in many areas, riches beyond belief. We can create for ourselves a life beyond our wildest dreams, what we can believe is what we wish for ourselves. Our imagination is a vital part of the recovery process. It comes with work, using the tools from our mentors, spiritual leaders, and our higher power, imagining can create the glory we can experience in every aspect of our lives. We have the ability to change. To underestimate ourselves is to underestimate the power of the spirit. I love and respect my brain. It produces a delightful energy that attracts prosperity. And so when I look at these books, I think, you know, it's time I wrote another one. <laughs> and I think, oh, no, I can't do that. But I will one of these days. I will. 
I know, I've said it before. I know that's what you're saying, Lisa. I've said it before. However, that's it. So this is what I'd like you to know, that whatever you're going through, there's an answer. Let me refer you to my mentor, Dr. Victor Frankl, who wrote in his little book, Man's Search for Meaning, all about choice. And a phrase I did not create, which is, it's not what life gives us, it's what we do with what life gives us. So I want to make sure that this podcast is doing its job. And that is to encourage you, no matter what is going on, whether you are grieving, whether you have an addiction, whether you have PTSD, whether you're in a relationship where you really need to get the hell out of, if you want to go back to school and don't know how to do it, anything. I have people in my life I'm going to be interviewing who would just be astonishing for you, specialists in their field and people, approachable people. You know, it's great to admire movie stars and talk show hosts and whatever that is, but it's the people who can really hear you. One of the greatest gifts I've ever been given is the ability to listen. And I was taught that many years ago by being told, take the cotton out of your ears and stick it in your mouth, Yvonne. And I learned and I learned and I learned. And, you know, sometimes people look at me and say, oh, I could never do what you do. All I do is use the gifts I've been given. There's nothing special about me. Think about your gifts. Use them. Use your ability to love in all its facets. We're going to do a whole thing on love, too, when I get hold of Joe Wilder. Because our culture teaches us such a narrow vision about love. And it's huge. I mean, it applies to so many things, which is why I want to do some. Now, the other thing I want, would you please write into me and tell me if there are any subjects you want me to speak on or get a guest on? We'd be more than happy to do that. And just so you know, I'll give you my information again. The website that has all the information, including the podcast, is www.ivonkwisdom.com, lowercase, Y-V-O-N-N-E-K-A-Y-E-W-I-S-D-O-M.com. No excuse, you can get in touch and I will respond to you accordingly because I think it's so important. You know why? I will always bless the fact that when I was going through the hell I was going through in my life, there were people there who listened. And I learned from those people. And I can still take care of myself and listen. I don't have to shut myself off, although the next three weeks it's full of lunches with people I haven't seen forever or a dinner or a day out with this one. If I can possibly get hold of and use a lasso, I will lasso Lisa Graham for one of those days. How about that? So, a little piece of advice from my uh, coach here, Lisa, (laughs) is to talk about toxic people. 
Now, sometimes when people have low self-esteem, they tend to surround themselves with people who have lower self-esteem. You need to be with people who maybe I did, who I considered smarter than me at that time, more successful than me, who cared about me, really, really did, and listened, and were forthright with me. I don't like anyone to creep around me as if it's on broken glass. I'm very forthright and I want people to be forthright with me. And I have people in my life, many of whom who said for several weeks, Ivan, slow down. And now they're all applauding. So this is me this week. And every so often, so every three or four months, I will do one of these, just me. And I thank you for listening. I just have to endorse this fact that every person you will hear on my podcasts are reachable. Don't forget that because that's why I select them. So here's to hearing from you, sending me suggestions, not rude ones if you don't mind. I don't want to be told where to go. I know where to go. Thank you. <laughs> and I will enjoy my three weeks and happy Labor Day. Bye.